Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. When you're acting like there's an emergency and there's not, then I'm going to ignore you next time there's an emergency. I'm just saying. Chicken Little. Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, I have, I want to do a quick Gen X conversation before we start this episode. Okay. But I have a question for you. Like, something came up. Do you ever have something come up and you're like, is this just the Gen Xer in me or am I an asshole? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mom and I, Timmy and I were flirting with the idea of getting a boat for two minutes. Okay. We decided not to do it. Okay. But for two minutes, that we were sucks, thinking about getting I would, a boat. I would enjoy a boat. I know. Like, just a small little boat. Okay? Yeah, a boat. Yep. But there's like this lake that's like. It's a public lake, but it's like 30 minutes from us. We could put it on there, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to mom about it, and I'm kind of like, I don't really know what I would do. I won't swim in the lake water unless the boat's on fire and I have to get out of the boat. (laughs) Um, Okay. So would it just be be debauchery? Would it just be getting drunk on the boat all day in the sun? sitting in the sun. (laughs) And getting some boys. Um, But I think your girls would like it if, like... Timmy learned how to pull a skier or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girls would love it. So mom says to me, because you know, mom used to have a boat. I, I know remember. you never saw it. I never saw it. But I mom never had saw a boat. It. Yeah. Um, mom goes, oh, it's so much fun. What's so great about that lake is you go into these little coves and you park your boat and you make friends. No. Nope. I'm like, no. 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 I don't do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, do you know me at all? Like, you, I'm not gonna... But you're outgoing, no. and you talk to people all no. the time. No. No interest in that. Okay. No interest in that. If I'm, like, in a situation where, like, I'm in an intimate bar and somebody's sitting next to me. Yeah, because you talk to strangers all the time. But I'm not going to go seek that out. I'm not going to go, especially with a bunch of partiers. Okay. What am I going to have in common with these people? You're on a boat drinking just like they are? (laughs) So I didn't know, like, if that's mom just being a boomer. Yeah. And being like, you find a society of people and you just hang out with them. And if it's just me being cranky or if it's a Gen X thing where we're like, no. 
I don't know. I mean, I feel that way about everyone in general, everywhere. Like not just on a boat in a in a lake. <laughs> like that's my default is I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> but I feel like that's not your default. I that is not me. Okay. I'm not gonna go hook up my boat with other people. Guys, let us know if you seek out groups of people to be friends with or if you're kind of like introverted. I mean, I'm introverted and I hate people. That's a me thing. I don't I'm think not that's a generational thing. I'm not normally introverted. All right, Jen. So today we are looking at Little House on the Prairie. Oh, wait. Do we have any announcements? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, I have, I have a recommendation for a Facebook group. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've been getting into like all these different Facebook groups. <laughs> the real crime is that kerning. So it's okay. a Facebook group where people post badly kerned. Do you know what kerning is? No. So in graphic design, kerning is the spacing between letters. So like how a oh, word is yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. spaced. You know how like in books sometimes it'll drag it out to make the paragraph like even and things like that. So mm-hmm. like it's pictures of like badly kerned words. So like they actually spell something else sometimes or like you can't tell what it says. It's it's kind of hilarious. Guys, don't don't all rush at once to get into a, that Facebook group. It's mostly making fun of word art. <laughs> I have I was in a group that was like, I'm shaming your interior design and I don't care. And it was like horrible pictures of insides of houses. But then it got too mean for me and I left. That's not enough. I was in bathrooms with threatening auras. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, some of them were like Like, wow, there's some crazy shit going on with bathrooms. Okay. Today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 5, Episode 7, Fagin. Is that how you say that? Why is there an E at the end? It's Fagin. There's not an E at the end. There is. There is on the Little House on the Prairie site. Is that a lie? Is that wrong? Yeah, that's not... I'm like, is it Fagin? (laughs) No, it's Fagin. F-A-G-I-N. Are you looking on Amazon? I'm looking at um, Merriam-Webster's. Okay. I'm looking on the Little House on Prairie site. It says, Season 5, Episode 7, Fagin. <laughs> okay. That's wrong. <laughs> the description reads, Laura Ingalls becomes jealous of the extra attention her father pays to the new family member, Albert, especially after the boy is given a new calf to raise for the county fair and asked to call Charles Paw. Okay. I have a problem with this. Okay. Oh, never mind. Okay. I'm reading it wrong. I thought he... It implied that he was asked to call Charles Paw, but he no. asked mm-hmm. to call Charles mm-hmm. Paw. Wow, Jen. Okay. Really, really willing to stand up for your man, Michael Landon, there. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, this is written and directed by Landon? It's written by that duo, the Rochellas. The, they're oh, either okay. brother and sister or husband and wife. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. And it's directed by Michael Landon. Okay. We open on Charles with the cow in his wagon. Now, I'm going to say up front... Amy gets all wildlife wrong. So I'm going to call this a cow, but I'm this sure isn't you'll correct me that it's a calf. This is livestock, first of all. Livestock, whatever. I get it all wrong. <laughs> so it's a cow. I'm it's calling a calf. It. It's a calf. It's a calf. Okay. Charles arrives home and shows the cow to Laura and Albert the Bastard. I, yes. And I wrote, just wrote, I'm already bored. I know. I know. Charles tells the kids he bought the cow for Albert. He says, you're going to raise this youngin if you want to be a farmer. Albert doesn't know, Jen, that male calves don't have milk. And I feel seen. 
because this is how much I know about livestock. Um, <laughs> okay, so I just have a question. So Pa comes home and he says, this cow is for Albert. Like the kids are like, oh my God, a cow. Because I guess a cow is an exciting thing when you lived on a farm in the 1800s. So I have a question for you. Like what would happen if like you brought home like a puppy and was like, Penelope, this is yours. And Samantha, it's not yours. They would tear each other apart. They would tear yeah, each other apart. Yeah, that would be real shitty. It would be, it would be real shitty, um, you know. But again, Albert is a boy. I can't. Don't even get me started. Albert names the calf Fagin after the character in Oliver Twist. Now I want to talk about this for a minute because, like you, which I'm sure you go into the royal family later, you can't bring up a literary character okay. and not expect me to talk about it. So Fagin is the. The kind of evil overlord who turns kids into criminals. And he's like so a street like a criminal in Oliver Twist. Like Oliver Twist meets him when he goes to the city. Now, the problem with Fagin is he's... Okay, so here, I have a little bit written down. He's a notorious thief and pickpocket, but the depiction of him was anti-Semitic. Now, here we go with the anti-Semitism oh. again. So, when... Dickens wrote Oliver Twist. I guess he called Fagin the Jew oh or referred God. to his oh my God. referred to his his character as the Jew or just referred to him as Jewy. I don't know if he wrote wow. that. Um like 148 times. And people were like, "Dude, <laughs> like you can't really do this. Like you're making the most sinister character in the book Jewish. Like right. that's a problem." Dickens, who is a huge dick, doubles down and is like, look, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what I see. Uh, Just telling you what I see on the streets of London. Through through a a privileged white man's eyes. (laughs) Yes. So then eventually, of course, what it took for him to realize this is that he became friends with the Jewish woman. And the wealthy Jewish woman was like, dude, there's a real problem here with this character. So he began then to revise Oliver Twist and eventually took out many of the I mean, Dickens was references to him being so a Jim. Yeah. But yeah, so Fagin is kind of like not a great character. So I'm wondering why they kept picking him. Like, because this didn't happen, like, why right? Have... This didn't happen to Laura. Because Albert like, wasn't real. None he... of this was real. So this is all off book now. Right. So why wouldn't they name him Oliver Twist? Like, I get the whole idea of... Albert liking Oliver Twist because he's an orphan who goes to the city. You know what I mean? But why not name him Oliver? Yeah. Why fake that feels it? Gross. Yeah. It's like I want to name a uh, my cat after Harry Potter, but I'm going to name him. <laughs> What's who's the villain? More. I don't know. More. Mortimer. Mordecai. No. I don't know. I don't know Harry <laughs> Potter at all. Okay, it's like me wanting to name my cat after a Star Wars character picking Darth Vader. <laughs> I feel like Sterling Archer could rock Darth Vader. <laughs> All right, so that's so that's the story behind Fagin. So anyway, so Carolyn and Charles are in the house, and Paul, she's like, she's what are a you little doing, pissed, Charles? and I have to say, I feel her because she's like, we, what if the, she's pissed that the cow isn't a heifer because they could use the milk? I have a question. Where's oh, darn no. fool cow? Where is Darn Fool Cow? Did Darn Fool Cow finally get killed somehow? Maybe the barn collapsed on her. On her. So Carolyn's like, and Charles is like, look, just shut up, woman. Okay. 
Like, just how you won the fair prize with your pickles, maybe Albert can win something with yeah, his Yeah, what cow. did you guys win? Nothing. You could have a cow. You could have milk indefinitely if you have a cow. It's stupid. Albert comes in, tells Charles he's naming the calf Fagin. Pa tells Albert, like, dude, don't get too attached. <laughs> he doesn't to realize Fagin. they're going to be auctioning this cow for slaughter. Because, like, we're auctioning him off and he's going to die. Okay. So just then, Laura perks up about an A that she got on her English test. I can summarize this episode in one, in two sentences. Okay. Laura tries to be Mary. Okay. Another Ingalls kid runs away. Okay. Done. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. (laughs) So Laura perks up, Jen. She's all excited she got an A on her English test. And Paul just brushes her off and is like, I'm going out to the barn to see Albert and Fagan. Later, as they're getting ready for bed, Carolyn's brushing her hair, and Charles is talking about how great Albert and Fagin are together. And for some reason, this gets Carolyn all hot and bothered. Yeah. And she jumps into bed with them. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, I can't say I blame her, but there was really not a lot of context here. No. (laughs) You're talking about our orphan adopted son and his cow. Let's have sex. Okay. The next day at school, Jen, there's total chaos. What the hell is Alice doing? Alice, not Alice, Grace. No, Alice. No, it is Alice. Why is it Grace? Oh my God. (gasps) Do not even fuck with me. I finally got this right. (laughs) I finally got this down. Yes, you do. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I I got everybody's hopes up that the Edwards were back. They're They're not. not. They're not back. Alice walks in and starts yelling. They're learning English history. Go ahead, Jen. No, no, I'm not doing it. Why? No. Why? <laughs> I'm not doing it. Okay. Because I've been doing too many index cards on the British royalty. And there was a <laughs> lot talking... of spots for, for index cards in this. Okay. They're talking about the accession to the line of the throne. And I wrote, oh, no, they're talking about the British monarchy. Pause for index cards. Although I will say that, you know, some of the interesting things, like Queen Victoria, they talk about how, like, because of because of sexism king is the highest role but when there's not a king that's in the line of dissension ascension then the queen the, her husband does not become the king okay so albert was never the king just like philip right. was never the king right because if they became the king then they would technically outrank the queen which is fucking bullshit yeah yep all right jen so now they start talking about family trees, and we meet a new dick bag, <laughs> Denzel McCauley. McCauley. Now, not Denzel, guys. No, Denzel, not Denzel, like Weasel. Yeah, McCauley. So he's teasing Albert. Willie gets sent to the corner, by the way, which is pretty great. Um, he's teasing Albert, and after school, literally follows him down the stairs. And is walking right behind them. And Albert and Laura are discussing something else. Like the dude's not even there. And he's still like, who's your dad? Who's your father? Are you a bastard? Like, it's bad. So he's antagonizing Albert the bastard. And I have mm-hmm. to say that I, I was just like, Laura's going to punch this guy. Like, it's just a matter of time. Yep. So all of a sudden, Laura decides she's going to beat the shit out of this dude. But she doesn't and go she right. She up. needed to go right in for the punch. She goes running in with her arms like this, and like he just grabs her arms, and then like he yeah. has control over that. It was poor technique. It's bad. 
Albert then jumps in and he gets him to the ground. He does a scrappy takedown, I have to <laughs> he say. Does a, he does. And Laura's yelling, punch him, Albert, punch him, punch him. It's She's so not great. helping. And the Carrie, the narc, runs off. We zoom in on Carrie, who's like, uh, am I here right now? <laughs> so Carrie goes running home, telling Ma that Albert has a bloody nose. We get home. Caroline's like all like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So they get home. Albert's all beat up. Charles is kind of proud of Albert that he beat up Denzel because they tell Charles and Caroline that he was defending Laura, that Denzel was going to hurt Laura. Right. And Albert jumped in because Laura's twice the size of Albert. Right. So I'm sure she needed protection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Carolyn wants to take him in and clean him up, and Pa's like, it's fine, Carolyn. It's a shiner. Relax. Da, da, da. No, whatever. he has a bloody nose, first of all, and not a shiner. But whatever. He's like, it's a scrape. It's fine. So now we see Albert trying to take Fagin for a walk, and Fagin don't give a fuck. But can we discuss that Laura wanted to help with Fagin, and Carolyn's like, no, Laura, you have to come peel potatoes. Oh. <sighs> Because this is what starts to happen to girls in their adolescence at this time, right? Like, anything Mm -hmm. fun they Mm -hmm. liked to do that was, like, active and different than housework, now they have to do housework. Yes. And, Jen, do you ever see the the gif of Charles when he's doing that hearty laugh with his arms folded in front of him and he's standing in front of the house? No, nope. This is where this comes from, this scene. Charles is standing there with his arms folded watching Albert try to walk Fagin, Fagin lure like kind of pushes Albert back up against the creek and then Albert flies into the creek and Charles does this hearty laugh. Oh, that's so part that's of the Fagin montage. From. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a whole this is their new then we have, vehicle, the whole montage. Then we have the Albert taking care of Fagin montage. Yep. Cut to Laura and Paw at the creek, and Laura, again trying to be Mary, is reciting her times tables. Isn't she a little old to be doing her times tables? Like, yeah. She should know them by now. But I, I have a couple of questions here and statements <laughs> about, the Jenny, fa- about the Fagan proceed, montage. Proceed with your questions and statements. <laughs> so ATB is a terrible farmer. He's a much better hustler and fighter. ATB, Albert the Bastard. Yes. Yes. And how did the, how did the cow turn black? It was brown. Oh, did it? Yes, it was brown when it was know. in the back of the cart. Does it just change color as it grows? Maybe it just looked darker in the back of the cart. No, it, it's lighter. darker now. I don't know. So okay. um, I just want to say this whole thing with Laura is incredibly unfair. And and Charles is a self-absorbed asshole. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Laura is... So Laura is like desperately trying to be Mary. Like, look how smart I am. Look how smart I am. Imagine, like, you you finally shake your older sister. Like, she's finally fucking gone. And you even now don't have your father's <laughs> attention. No. Okay, so Pa is totally distracted by Fagin. Like, Laura's even trying to give him gossip. Did you get that yes. one? Like, I heard that Nellie and Denzel were making out behind the school, which, totally believable. Yeah, totally. Because whenever there's a bully in town, Nellie, loves Nellie seems to hook up with them. Nellie loves that. So, Paul is completely ignoring her, and I wrote, he's being a real dickbag. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. So, Laura gets real annoyed. like, I have to go do my report on the Reformation. Goodbye. I have an index card. 
So what is the Reformation? The Reformation was an attempt in Western Europe to change and improve the Catholic Church, which ultimately resulted in the development of the Protestant Church. Catholic churches in this time... Okay, I was going to say, is this the thing with Martin Luther? Yeah. Catholic churches in this time, the 16th century, were mad corrupt. I think this this was the time when they, like, through those that century where they had the indulgences. Do you know what those are? So you commit no, a I know, I know nothing. You commit a sin, and you go and confess it, and you had to buy what was called an indulgence. And it was basically oh like a get-out-of-jail card, get-out-of-hell card. It was bad. It was super corrupt. So the Reformation began in 1517 when a German monk called Martin Luther protested about the Catholic Church. His followers became known as Protestants, Protestants. He wrote down 95 things that he was pissed about and nailed it to the door of his local church. It's pretty baller. I do remember this. <laughs> Protestants started the Lutheran Church. One of the differences involved with the Catholic Church involved the view of the bread and wine. Catholics believe that the bread and wine actually turns into the body and blood of Christ. Protestants believe it stays bread and wine and only represents Christ. It only represents Christ. Like, is this what we were burning and hanging people for a century over things Seriously? like this? So, Jen, you know who was a Lutheran? Hmm. Graham. Graham, that's right. Yeah. So the Lutherans yeah. were, were the first. And then there were Calvinists in, uh, the Dutch were Calvinists in Scotland. Presbyter- the, the Calvinists became Presbyterians. The very strict Protestants became the Puritans, who later came to America. Mm-hmm. So at this time also, though, this, so Henry VIII is, is the monarch at this time. The Church of England was also formed. But the Church of England, although became officially Protestant under Edward, his son, was not. It was Catholic. Like, Henry was a Catholic. The only reason he created the Church of England was not to protest the totally corrupt Catholic Church. It was because the totally corrupt Catholic Church and the Pope would not give him a divorce from his first wife, who was the niece of the Pope. So they were like, screw you, you're not getting a divorce. So he created his own basically catholic church although it would have been mm-hmm. like a catholic church that didn't align to the pope so it was like one of those like you know is this Off really sheets. catholic church mm-hmm. um so he but he followed all the catholic traditions and he and then he took all the pope's monasteries and lands for the crown mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was for him to get more money and and to be able to be with his lover that's basically why the church of england happened uh it does later become protestant under edward and um and then things like the Spanish Inquisition started because of all this. Mm. So, okay, yeah, good times in, in Europe. Yeah, Graham was a Lutheran. Yes. That's but right. she was also kind of like, I don't know, she really didn't believe. Was she a Lutheran strongly. or a Methodist? She was a Lutheran. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a report on the Reformation because Laura was. Go ahead. I did. I'll do one on fucking Fagan. Okay. And why All the right. hell you would choose that character to represent your cow. All right. Can we move along, please? Okay. Yeah, let's go. All right. So later that night, Jen, Laura asks Pa to go fishing, and he tries to invite Albert along, but she's like, no, I want you all to myself on this creepy fishing trip. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As you may have guessed, the next day while Pa and Laura are fishing, Albert shows up in distress. But before that... Before that, let's discuss the fishing trip a little bit. Laura's talking about how she used to want to marry Pa. This makes me really uncomfortable. First of all, Laura says she brought, I don't know, she baked, she made food and she she made sandwiches and she baked a carrot cake. When did she bake this carrot cake? (laughs) Right? They were outside at night in the summer, so it's presumably late. You have to go fishing early, right? 
When did she bake this fucking cake? I mean, I, I mean, love a carrot. I love a carrot cake. Don't I get me love wrong. carrot cake? Ugh. Maybe it's a cake that Carolyn really she baked. made like a few days ago. Or Carolyn really baked. Maybe I remember when I used to take Graham to the grocery store every week. She would always buy me a slice of Garrity's carrot cake. Nice. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Love it. So okay, much. so let's go. At, so. Of course, there's an emergency as soon as they settle oh, in to start fishing and Albert comes running mm-hmm. down. And I just want to say, I have a pet peeve for people who act like there's an emergency and there's not, which happened yesterday. Okay. No. <laughs> yesterday was kind of an emergency. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No. Yes, it was. So I was... Guys, here's what happened. No. Okay. I am doing some freelance work. And part of this freelance work I'm doing is I have to watch a documentary on HBO and write something about it. So when I am watching and writing things, which I do often for this podcast, I like I've a two monitor system in my office. I like to put the visual on one screen and type my notes on the other screen. It's where I'm most comfortable. So I wanted to watch HBO Max. So I text Jenny and I'm like, can you sit? Oh, because oh, we do share. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Come at me, cable police <laughs> or whoever you are. Um, so I asked Jenny, can you send me the HBO sign in? And she says no and then goes off the radar All right, for so, an hour. So I happened to text no just to antagonize her. And then I forgot. And then I started. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I was training with my trainer. For mm-hmm. an hour, and I'm like, she's, I'm doing a hundred thousand push-ups. I'm doing squats. I'm doing all this shit, and ring, 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 ring. I see Amy, the little thing going across my screen in the middle of my training. That's like Amy's calling. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. She seems to always call when I'm training, and my my trainer even laughs about it. So we just ignore that. Then text, 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 and I can't see what it says. And I'm like, my sister's going crazy. I'm like, I'm worried something's wrong. Let me check my phone. I checked my phone. She's like asking me for the HBO password. So I was like, well, fuck like, off. She does. This is not an emergency. <laughs> like you were, I thought I'm something like, happened to somebody. Being, I'm like, stop being this way. I need it for real. It's for work. It's for a job. I need it. Please. I also just want to say that not only did I just send it to her kid like the week before, but she also has it on her other devices that she could sign into. I do. So it's not like this was a big emergency. And like, uh, literally, I was done like 45 minutes later. Okay. I want to speak here now to to people of a certain age. (laughs) What age is that? I I am now at a point in my life where if I want to watch something on the big TV and bring my computer out and put it on my lap and take notes, I end up with a neck injury. Okay. And I have to go to the chiropractor. All right. (laughs) So... You just bought a new couch. Why didn't you make sure it was a couch that was comfortable enough to sit on? I need to do this my way. Then you you needed to wait 45 minutes. Or or call your kid. You know how I got it? I had to wait for my kids to get off the boat. And then I had to get her... I had to get her iPad? Yes. iPad password, which she gave up very reluctantly. I had to go into her iPad, find your conversation with her, and get the details. So anyway, I was able to do my work, but wasted about 45 minutes. But when you're acting like there's an emergency and there's not, then I'm going to ignore you next time there's an emergency. I'm just saying. Whatever. Okay. All right. Chicken Little. So, Jen, <laughs> did you just call me Chicken Little, you bitch? 
So, Jen, Charles immediately runs off because Albert's like, Fagin is sick. He, he so says Char- Fagin has a cough. And I'm like, a cow has a cough? This is not an emergency. Yeah. Charles runs off and loose, uh, Laura is super pissed. Super okay. pissed. Now we're in the drama barn. Fagin has seen better days, Jen. <laughs> He's like laying on the ground like, <gasps> well, he wasn't that sick. And then Doc Baker came. Then I'm low. Oh, fuck. Doc Baker is tending to him. <laughs> He's a goner. Baker says Fagin has something called husk. And there's a treatment. And I want to say the treatment sounds a lot like, can we find a way to inject bleach into our lungs? Yeah, basically. It's like chloroform and mir- mineral spirits. And like. And then Doc Baker's like, he'll have a 50-50 chance. What the fuck? You don't want to yeah. hear that from a doctor? So basically, they're going to put chloroform and turpentine, turpentine into his lungs. Jen... You have a 50-50 chance should be Doc Baker's motto on his business card. It'll be fine. He's you like, might die, you might make it through. He, he's not, You'd think he's a weatherman. <laughs> All right. So they're like, we have to do this. If he lives, he'll be fine. If he doesn't live, he'll, <laughs> he'll be, be dead. dead. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Doc so Baker. Paul, Here's your check. Paul and Albert have to keep a close eye on him, and Laura is Seething seething. with jealousy. Because I don't understand why they wouldn't let Laura be a part of I don't understand either. That's the bullshit I don't understand. So then we see Pa and Albert, and they're in the barn cuddling under a blanket. Well, and Pa went in and got his dinner. And can I say, did you see the loaf of bread that was on that table? Oh, man. Stop. That looks so good. I know. And and Laura, like, wants to go out to the barn and... Did Carrie want to go out to the barn? Everyone was talking about it. And Charles was like, no, know. everyone stay here. So then he's out there with Albert. Oh, Carrie did, yeah. And he's like, no, you you stay in here and eat. Psycho. <laughs> so um, they start talking, and Albert's Albert's doing this. Um, do you like being called Mr. Ingalls? Charles is like, it's my name. Um, do you like being called Charles? I feel like that would be disrespectful. Uh, I guess. Um. And then he he recommends Uncle (laughs) Charles, which is creepy. He says Uncle Charles, and Albert's like, nope, I've been, like, beaten, and people have said, say uncle, say uncle. It's a trigger. It's a trigger. It's a trigger (laughs) for him. So, um, Charles is finally like, or Albert's finally like, can I call you Pa? Can I just call you Pa? He has been here, like, two weeks. Well, and, and the fact that Pa didn't come up with that instantly says to me he wasn't even thinking about it. I wrote, Charles throws every name yeah. at him but Pa. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, call me Mr. Ingalls. Call me Charles. Call me Uncle Charles. Call me call Big me C. Chuck. Call me Big C. <laughs> Anything but Pa. Okay. The next morning, Fagin is better, and they're all ecstatic. They're screaming in the barn. Laura immediately picks up on the fact that Albert the Bastard is calling Paw, Paw. And Carolyn did not pick up on that at all. Didn't even notice. Nope. Nope. At breakfast, Laura fakes sick and Charles goes up to talk to her and ends up basically saying, uh, if Albert could stay up all night and go to school, you can too. What the fuck? He doesn't even know if she's really sick. How did he go from this sensitive empath? Because he's not really. That's why. To somebody who's fucking clueless. No, it, this is the he's writer's clueless. fault. He's clueless. Writers, come closer. Okay. Fuck you. Well, I mean, Michael Landon directed it, so if he didn't like the character development, he should have said something. Yeah, he should have said something. He should have fired these bozos. All right, so Charles then decides he's going to give them a ride into town. 
He drops them off, blatantly ignores Laura. It's like, bye, Albert. Have yeah. a good day. Yeah. Nothing it's to Laura. It's so over the top. Nellie picks up on this immediately, Jen. Yeah. It's jumps a, on her chance. It's a weakness. And starts scorching Laura, and Laura hauls off and punches her. I have to say, Charles is being a bad father. He is. Yeah, he's being a really bad father. This is completely out of character for him. Now we see Pa fixing a wagon at home, of course. Oh, and he has baby Grace with him. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to her. She's being so cute. She's so she's cute, cute in this episode. Yeah, she's cute. Baby Grace is everything loser Carrie wants to be in <laughs> okay, life. All right. <laughs> okay. So Laura's walking down the road and Charles is like, oh, Carolyn, somebody's coming home early. Oh, boy. So Laura was sent home for fighting, but she will not tell them the reason. Laura's having a meltdown. Jen... Carolyn decides, okay, you don't want to tell me why you're fighting. You don't have a good reason. Then you have to apologize to Nellie. And Laura's like, why is Albert allowed, uh, allowed to beat up Denzel? And I'm not allowed to beat up Nellie. And Pa's like, Albert had a good reason. He was defending you. Oh, not okay. really true, but okay. So now we see Carolyn marching into town <laughs> with Laura to make her apologize. I just have Carolyn this, fix this. Fix this. This scene at the Olsons is ridiculous. <laughs> We see Nellie in the living room in a chair and Harriet's rushing in with new steaks. Like she has like $40 steaks that she's holding to her head. Why would you do that? Then you have to throw the steak out, right? They don't use them. I hope not. God, that's gross. So Nellie is all dramatic about this. So they come in and... First of all, Harriet's like, I can't believe you showed your face here. <laughs> and Carolyn's like, we're here to apologize. Whatever. So, um, oh, and did you get this? Harriet shames Laura and calls her a common girl. Oh, yeah. You're acting course. like a common girl. Whatever. So Nellie has this huge shiner. Nice shot, Laura. Nice shot. And Harriet says, you ruined Nellie's dress when she fell backwards. So now Carolyn has to pay for this dress, which is probably a lot. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. I wrote, come on, people. <laughs> I don't know why. Just in general, <laughs> come on, people. Well, and then Laura runs out. Like, Laura's having a mm-hmm. fucking meltdown. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Laura runs out. Carolyn chases after her. And Laura confesses she thinks no one cares about her. She Now, Jen, let's analyze this statement. She's like, I thought Albert liked me, but it wasn't me he wanted. It was Pa. Yeah. Is this... Is this like a reference to that weird romance that was happening? No, I think she just thought that they were friends and like that was the draw to the family was her friendship. Okay, but they did hint at a romance. Yeah, not really. Remember, he was winking at her. She was smiling. But that didn't really happen and they were friends. And then she's like, he just wants to steal my paw. Okay. All right. Um, And I wrote, did no one think to check in with this kid? You can't just adopt a kid, bring a new person into the family, and not think about the other kids that you have and how they're doing. So weird. All right. Carolyn heads home and tells Charles everything Laura told her, and they actually have a fight. Yeah. Well, Carolyn's pissed. Carolyn's like, first of all, I'm shocked Carolyn didn't pick up on this or think about this sooner. I think she was starting to. And then, you know, she just lays it out for Charles because, of course, Charles doesn't get this. Of course, but he Charles doesn't get it. Charles doubles down, and that is very out of character. Guys, come at me if you agree with me. This is all out of character for Charles. Well, what are you doing then, Michael Landon? It's, it's very... Do you agree it's out of character? 
Uh, maybe it's really his character, and we're just finally seeing the oh, true it just Charles suddenly, Ingalls. Suddenly came out in season five, episode seven. No, this is this is a different father than the father he well, was. Well, we never last saw him be father to a boy, though. No, this is stupid. Even when that episode where they were going to have baby Grace, and Carolyn's like, you want a boy? Like, he was so... He picked up on everything that was going on. He was... Okay. No. This is not... <laughs> True to his character. Because he starts double down, like doubling down, like, no, uh, Laura's being ridiculous. Right, right. Which should never be your response when somebody says they're upset. <laughs> no. So guess who hears this, Jen? Albert, the bastard. And guess what he fucking does? He bails. I can't. I can't But I think this. that he bail. like, I think him, him bailing is le- a less selfish move than what Charles is doing. I know, but it's just so ridiculous. I mean, How many kids run away on this show? But this, I mean, he's literally a runaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. He okay, feels so like Paul... he's hurt Laura, and he doesn't want to hurt Laura, and he leaves. And I thought that that was a very mature thing to do. I guess. I mean, he could have handled it better, but I thought it was a mature decision. Yeah, everybody, like, no one talks to each other on this show who should be talking to the people. Like, Albert should have burst in right then when they were fighting and say, guys, let's talk about there's this. There's no direct, there's no directness at this time in this place. No. Or, or he could have been upset. And then when Pa said, what's wrong later, he could have said, I overheard you and Ma talking in the barn. And I and think I should leave. I and I think I should leave. Yeah. 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 Fine. Pa then heads to the creek where Laura's fishing. Now, I want to talk about this for a minute. They smooth things over. He tells her he loves her, blah, blah, blah. He says a line that's pretty good. He's like, I guess I just took it for granted that you knew how much I loved you. Right. He's standing almost calf deep in a raging creek. And Laura's standing as well. And both of their clothes are soaking wet. Okay. Do we have to stand in the river that we're fishing in? I don't know. I don't know how things work like that. All right. Okay. So they make up, they hug. At home, Carolyn's playing with baby Grace, teaching her how to stand, which is mm-hmm. super cute. She's very cute. And we see Albert head out the door with the bag of laundry. And I wrote, of course, he's totally running away. But guess who's on the case, Jen? Did you see the guest appearance when he was leaving? No. Reverse Lafayette Beetle. Oh, God. He sniffed it out. He was on the case. Oh, God. That night, we see Pa get back from looking for Albert and can't find him. He goes out to the barn, the drama barn. He starts to cry. I don't have any notes on this because at this time, I was shopping for a credenza on my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Glad to see you're paying attention and giving the podcast your all. <laughs> Laura comes out to comfort him and she's like, Pa, it's okay if you loved him. And they start crying and hugging. All right, Jen, now it's the big day of the Sleepy Eye Fair. It's not the same fair. This is not the same fair. It's supposed to be, but it's not. No. No, it's not at all. The Ingalls have entered Fagan in the competition, and we get real ominous music as the judge walks by. What is that music? I don't know. It's like, dun, dun, dun. And the the dude is walking by. Whatever. Is it because the Macaulay kid is there? (laughs) I don't know. And then there's some Guys, kind I'm of... laughing because one of the families we grew up with, their last name was Macaulay. And then um, there's some kind of background loop music that they just keep playing. 
and is you'll hear du- you'll hear du- no it's it's i'm sorry it's background sound so it's like voices and people talking like a crowd oh and they just played on loop okay i got you so bad so laura's standing there with fagin and fagin and two others are asked to come back for the final round then we see Albert sneaking around the fair. And once again, we have a paw chases Albert through the city scene. Well, but first of all, through Laura, a crowded venue, Laura's like, can city. you help me, Fake? And I have to do these 85 things before the final. And then they show Pa and Laura. And Pa is just sitting there hanging out. And Laura's doing all the fucking yeah, work. Yeah, he's watching her. He's watching her. And then he spots Albert. And yeah, chasing through the ci- chasing Albert through the city again. Through, through a crowded space, yeah. we should say. All right. Jen, I'm all for these running scenes with Michael Landon, but are they absolutely necessary? He's never going to catch this kid, first of all, but then he cuts him off. He finds a way to cut him off. Albert lies to Charles and says he met a dude in town. Sounds like Albert was almost trafficked here. Yeah. Says he met a dude in town who offered him a job to help him to get to San Francisco. And then Albert starts talking about how great San Francisco is and how you meet new people and it's full of action. And I'm like, hmm. Maybe Charles would go to San Francisco. It sounds great. <laughs> Charles is not going to a city again. So Charles calls him out on his bullshit, and Albert confesses he's upsetting Laura and he needs to go. Well, and then Charles says the profound. People argue about because they care about you. What? What? He says people argue because they care about you. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. That doesn't make sense. So then Charles is like, all right, dude, if you're leaving, you need to give Laura a proper goodbye. And they go back to the winner's circle, and Fagin wins, and Laura's asked to say a few words. Would not happen. No. Would not happen. They don't give a fuck about your winning calf. Yeah, they don't care. At this fair, this little menial livestock competition is not the big event. What's the big event, eh? It's probably like a rodeo. It's not a, there's a rodeos there. <laughs> what, what is it? What's the big How event? How do you know? How do you know there's, there's no rodeos, rodeos there? there? You don't know that. Did you see a rodeo? Did you not see a rodeo? I did not see a rodeo. <laughs> Just because you don't see a rodeo does not mean one does not I exist. I mean, maybe it was, you know, a giant circus with an elephant. Maybe. And this is a town fair. It's like they judge pickles. Is that the big event? Right, but they don't need, like when Carolyn won with her pickles, did they give her a mic and a podium to say a few words? <laughs> they gave her a soapbox. <laughs> so stupid all right so laura accepts the award for her brother albert 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 the bastard jen albert's crying michael landon's crying laura's crying jen guess who else is crying i just said amy will be all over this charles crap (laughs) i was crying (laughs) my kids those are my kids i was crying i was like oh my god i can't believe this is getting to me all right, so then the episode ends. So every Albert is officially, he has been assimilated into the Borg. He is yes. an Ingalls right yep. now. Okay. So, Jen, I'm not even going to ask because this is Charles' fault 110%. Well, I have it's Charles' fault and stereotypical gender roles. Yeah, which Charles Which upholds. Charles enforces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Jenny. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back and we think about a theme or a lesson or something that resonated with us from the show, either the first time we saw it or upon the rewatch. We think about it in the context of our adult lives and our generation and think about how maybe it manifested in our 
uh, adult lives. So we call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? So this is why we thought uh, growing up and uh, even into womanhood, I'm sure, and subconsciously, we thought that uh, girls were not important. And there was this, again, constant devaluing of women, women's traditional work and girls, and the reoccurring theme that is secondary to men, boys, and men's work. And it's completely infuriating, mm-hmm. and we got this message over and over and over again. Over and over and, and over and, again. And like... it's not only that we got this message, but this this brings systemic sexism into our society. So a perfect example is women who raised children and didn't get valued for that work and didn't get paid for that work, which, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know that you can necessarily pay them, but like that work should have value. And then when they retire, they should get a proper social security because they have worked their whole life, even though they did not work for an employer. Like it's just the constant devaluing of, of the stuff that women have to do. And, and it's, it's really come back in this pandemic. Like a lot of women, the burden fell on yeah. them to leave work to not be able to work and to be able to, to take care of kids who are home having school. Yeah. A lot of women left the workforce during the pandemic, which is really upsetting. And hopefully we can yeah. make that up again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it I, and I've said this before, like I didn't realize probably because, you know, I'm a privileged white woman. I didn't realize how sexist this world was until I had daughters. And it just blew my, like, it blew, I am infuriated 90% of the time. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, and like, even last episode when Charles was saying, I'm surrounded by women folk, I could use a, like, why would you pick Albert, who's the size of a little wet spaghetti noodle, over the help of Laura? Yeah. Yep. Who is clearly capable of doing anything Albert's capable of doing. Yep. Just because... She doesn't have a penis. Yeah. Well, and it's just that like this of. show is, is, does devalue it a lot and it's, it's infuriating. And I hope that we can get through, you know, like I hope one thing that I hope came out of the pandemic, even though a lot of women left the workforce and this, this of course affects people, uh, women of color more than it affects, mm-hmm. you know, like white women. And they, they bear the burden of a lot of this, uh, sexism and racism and, I hope that what comes out of the pandemic is hopefully more flexible work, school, like things that can help women balance their life better and be able to, like, if if you're going to be strapped with this kind of responsibility, then we should make it easier and we should have better leave and we should have things like that. Like it's, it's incredible that we don't have maternity maternity leave. leave. I mean, don't even get me started. It's it's incredible that you have to rely on, on working for a good company to even have any chance of getting that. That's insane. And then women are the ones, because we don't have maternity leave, we are forced with the guilt of having to go back to work and leaving, quote-unquote, leaving yeah. your child. Like, I guarantee men, like, a lot of fathers... Like men no, don't feel that guilt. I'm sure some do, but but sure. it is, like, that is the exception to the rule. That is the mm-hmm. exception to the rule, because it is it is thought that women should be taking care of children, for the most part. I, That's still true. I always true. say, like, not to get political, but I'm always like, show me the person... Who wants to vote against a year paid maternity leave? Oh, anyone who owns a who business, probably. Person? Probably people who own like, businesses. People who are on board of directors. People who, who want to work everybody to death in the companies that they run. Show me the person who's not rich, 
who wants to okay. vote again? All right, there you go. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> a year worth of maternity yeah. leave. I don't understand it. Well, who would vote against and that? And it's funny because sometimes I experience this in 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 uh, like I I don't have children. I don't want children. I'm childless by choice. I that does not mean I don't support parents or I don't think that parents have like a ridiculously hard job and like I respect that. There's people who don't think there should be maternity leave because not everybody would get it. It's like that is a choice. Like people right. should be able to take maternity leave if they're having a kid. Like trust it, me, it, it, we're it, having a kid. Yes. Our life's going to be worse. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's like, well, not every, you know, you can't give that to some workers and not others. It's like if you want maternity leave, go have a kid. This is the smoke break thing. Yeah, like I used to work at this yes. company, and people would be irate because smokers were allowed to take a smoke break. Yeah, and that would be oh, they're getting ten minutes here. Like, dude, they're smokers. Yeah. <laughs> they're not winning. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not throwing shit. Like, my husband is a smoker. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. But it's like. Do you really want to trade places with that person? But like, do you really? We're going to be parents. We're going to have screaming infants it's not, and but, not sleep but for five me, years. But to me, it's not even about like what, who's winning or who's losing. It's about it's you always have, about that for a certain for segment certain of the people. Population. Yeah, but, and that drives me crazy. But it's, it shouldn't be right. It's like you get what you need when you need it, and if I need yep. more likely yep. a mental health leave right like i can take that and i can do that or if i have a caretaker leave or you know what i mean like everyone should be able to get what they need when they need it how about i get a year paid maternity leave and you with no children just get to keep all of your money (laughs) (laughs) but like i might Um, need i might need it to take care of parents in the future you know what i mean like i might need it for all these kinds of things all right jen so i have mine's kind of lame i'm not surprised and it's squishy um, this is why every kid needs a home. Oh my God. <laughs> it upsets me so deeply. Like all through the pandemic, I remember thinking to myself, I feel so bad for kids who are in bad homes. Yeah. Cause they were stuck home. Mm-hmm. And I, it just makes me so sad. And Albert needed a home and he got like the best home. Yeah. He really and lucked I'm out. Like, I'm like, this is the message here is everybody needs a good home. What does Laura say? Home is the sweetest word there is. Okay, wow. You really worked hard on that one. I did. It really upset me. Like, it was nice to see, even though I hated the running away storyline, it was really nice to see Albert find a family. Well, and the whole thing with Laura being jealous, like, it wasn't unwarranted. Like, she was no joining along with them and like totally fine with albert like even when he got the cow like she was like mm-hmm. it was just that she, she started to get edged out like she really starts to yes. get ignored and edged out like she wasn't imagining that yes the a why that i was considering was this is why you need to check in with your kids yeah like often you know there are times i just go into my kids rooms and i lie on the bed with them and i'll be like so what's going on yeah like, just talk to me about anything. And sometimes we gossip about people, and sometimes we talk about what they're thinking about. You know, just check in with your kids. Fucking talk well, to them. especially when you introduce a new family member. Yeah. Like, when you were introducing yeah. Lafayette Beetle, did you check in with your kids on no. that? No. I feel like everybody would have been like, fuck no. Let's not I do should this. have. <laughs> I should have in retrospect. All right, Jenny. So why don't you tell everybody what's coming up next? So coming up next is season five episode eight harriet's happenings yay 
When Harriet Olson's cousin Sterling Murdoch comes to town, he brings his newspaper business with him. Everyone is initially excited about this, but trouble ensues when Murdoch gives gossip-mongering Harriet her own column and allows her the freedom to write whatever she wants. Oh, <laughs> this is, is a funny a episode. A Murdoch who's a newspaper? I know. A news empire? Hmm. I okay. love... I love this episode. I don't remember I kind of remember it. It's really funny. I just remember it being really funny. Well, it has all the making <laughs> for being pretty good. <laughs> all right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Amy here. If you like what you hear and would like more content, please consider joining our subscription service, Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes. Plus, you can hear our entire back catalog of bonus content we've recorded so far. Some of the movies we've covered are Jaws 3D, which was absolutely terrible, Teen Wolf, which may have been worse, Dead Poet Society, the best movie ever, and Summer School. We're also covering some amazingly terrible after-school specials, like Stoned with Scott Baio, and Which Mother is Mine, starring Mrs. Cunningham and Mary Ingalls. Brilliant. You can sign up for Patreon by going directly to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can download the Patreon app. Just search for Gen X This Is Why and subscribe. You can also visit our website at genxthisiswhy.com or visit the show notes where we have all of these links for you. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.